0: Welcome to the Home Inspired Podcast, where we discover the power and potential of home. Journey with a community of kingdom-minded moms as we look at the micro-nation of home and the world-changing possibilities within our own four walls. All right, we are back, and on the show today, I have my friend, who is a relatively new friend, um, Deb Coe, and I have so enjoyed just getting to know her over the last couple years. Um, she is a wife, a mom, a grandmom, a lover of Jesus and a um, amazing person, and we've actually just started to work together on a much more intimate level, um, working with women in our community and having like a kind of a, a group together. And so I've gotten to know you a lot more. Um, I mean, in the last two months or something, it's been kind of it's been fun. It's been a crazy ride, but it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. So welcome Deb. Thanks. Glad it's great to
1: be here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you for being here. And, um, I just wanted to start off. You have such an amazing, uh, an amazing journey, uh, a rich journey, um, with the Lord, but also just with life that I wanted, um, our listeners to kind of just get like a brief overview of your story so they can kind of know where you're coming from. So would you be willing to share that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, well at, the uh, I'm I'm 64 years old, and I have lived a long time, and thank goodness paid attention. So I I <laughs> I, I do have a lot to share. But in my life and in my walk, um, you know, a lot of people have little Norman Rockwell stories they can share up until they went to college or into their twenties or whatever. Uh, my story is not like that. Um, I, had a, I was not expected to live as a baby. Um, I was almost two months premature back in 1955, which mm-hmm. is a miracle in and of itself. Uh, I lost both of my parents then at age six in a oh. plane crash and was raised by my grandparents, <clears throat> which creates a whole unique dynamic. Um, with your friends and at sure. school in that time and and even though they were younger parents, it it still was my grandparents. You yeah. Know? So um, went to college, came to Christ really early in life. Uh, the first reason was because well, I wanted to be in heaven where my parents were mm. if I if I died. So it was a very childlike, simple faith. Uh, in my teens, I was I became a product of the uh, Jesus movement back in the early 70s. And so that was a really rich time uh, in high school. And I had an amazing growth uh, in the Lord then, although it was a growth of, gee, isn't God lucky to have me? (laughs) And and what a wonderful, perfect, you know, girl I am. And I don't do anything wrong. You know, I don't, you know, swear or chew or go with boys that do. (laughs) So, and then when I was 21, I remember specifically praying a prayer that even today God is answering and honoring. Mm, Wow. And I had no clue what I was praying, but I asked God to show me who He was and who I was, Mm. thinking He would say, Oh, you're just so wonderful, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'm so lucky. And and, uh, God honored that prayer. And so for the next year, I feel like God took his hand of grace away just enough that mm. I began to see who Deb is in her flesh, in mm. her her life as she's trying to live it out of her own coping, survival mm. skills. How am I just going to muscle my way through it? And at the end of that year, I looked in the mirror and I... Um, I kind of like, well, who are you? And I realized Mm. that God was not lucky to have me. I was lucky to have him, Mm. which began the journey and has continued to this day of what does it mean that Christ is my life? Wow. And we can talk more about that pretty soon if you want to. But at that point, uh, then in my late 20s, um, Richard and I were married. We Mm -hmm. have two boys. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Uh, a young mom and, and growing and you know all the all the struggles that go, in that in that time of your life and building a business, raising a family, tired finances, budget, you know all those things that you face, uh, and then ultimately now at this stage of life, being a grandparent and really facing the last, you know kind of the last season mm-hmm. of life.
0: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: What it, what what comes now? What comes next?
0: Wow. Wow, that was good. I can't believe you did that in such a short, (laughs) such a short time. That's hard. Um, So, since I've gotten to know you a little bit more, I know that you're really passionate about um, what you had just briefly mentioned in your story about identity in Christ. And so, I'm wondering. I know that um, you had talked. A little bit about your journey with realizing your identity in Christ, but I would love for you to just share more in depth about where you've landed and what you've come to and, and what that looks like for you in, in life. And would you be willing to share that?
1: Oh, absolutely. First of all, to really begin to understand, or for me to understand my identity in Christ, it's not a drive-through window. It's not something that you go to a weekend workshop and at the end of it, I've <laughs> checked that it. off I, my list. <laughs> I understand that got it. Um, because that's the reason for our life. This life on earth is the schoolhouse getting us ready for eternity. Mm-hmm. And this life that we're living, however many years God has us on this planet, is to, is to mature and to grow into what Christ has already done and the finished work within us, of of when Christ hung on the cross. So for me, the journey of Christ as my identity was living a lot of years realizing every self-help book in the world, mm. not to slam them, but they really didn't do that much good. Because for me to realize, and as I began to realize, Christ did not come to make me a better person. Mm-hmm. He came to literally be crucified with him on the cross so that he could live his life out through me Mm -hmm. with his unique personality. So to bottom line it, and then I'll back up, I've learned three things. One is I can't live the life. Jesus is the life, and he's in me to live his life through me Mm -hmm. with my unique personality. Yeah. I'm already perfect because Christ is in my spirit. I'm already righteous. And and complete in him, I'm already seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I mean, all these things that that Paul and his epistles tell us who we are and where we are and what does that mean are already complete, done, signed, sealed, and delivered facts. Mm-hmm. But because of the fall, because in, in our soulish nature, we're we're growing in that understanding. We're beginning to understand what does it mean that we already have the keys to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And how then do we live out of that? What does that mean for our daily life? So first of all, understanding the fact of who we are. And then how do we live? In other words, live as you know to live out of that fact. Mm-hmm. And that's really by faith. Mm-hmm. So... To grow in my identity, that it's Christ. I mean you you've heard this? You know what would Jesus do? How you know? Let's go study what he did, and let's go be like him. Well, that's still me trying to look good, scrub out. You know, both the inside and out. Scrub your flesh. Scrub, scrub my <laughs> flesh, and be better. And Galatians two twenty. When I really began to dig deeper into Christ as my life was, when I began to really think about contemplate galatians two twenty which is i'm crucified with christ mm-hmm. i mean i I hung there on the cross with him in mm-hmm. in spirit, and the reason that he you know that I can become a vessel for Christ to indwell is because he willingly became me on the cross he mm-hmm. accepted my life into the cross, so it can really be an exchanged life, my life for his life mm-hmm. Which is is what we want. It's not just make me better. Yeah. And then to to recognize out of that to go forward. How does that apply? So I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet it's not I but Christ who lives in me. Mm -hmm. And the life now that I am living, I live by his faith. Mm. It's not even my own faith. It's literally the faith of Christ that's in me moving through me, reaching out to others, wow. so that if I'm loving or generous or gracious or, or whatever, that that is literally Christ pouring his life out through me. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just, I'm just the vessel. Mm-hmm. So my identity, when I say is Christ or it's Christ's life or it's an exchanged life, it does come by revelation. You know, mm-hmm. Paul said when Christ, when God chose to reveal his son in me, mm-hmm. and then he goes through his literally of how great a person he was. You know, I'm the Pharisee of the Pharisees. <laughs> I'm all wonderful exciting. All his accolades. Yes. Um, but I counted all this done that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Um, as he as He groaned and was sad and, and really worked and longed and had heartache for the fellow believers in Christ to grow into maturity and who, mm-hmm. who Paul knew them to be. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get sidetracked into, you know, all this other stuff that the world said they needed to do. Yeah.
0: So, so in that process, just on like, uh, as you, as you have been walking that out, um, is there do you have a story a specific story from your life that of where maybe you hit a wall with trying to walk it out with your flesh and then there was some sort of um increased revelation of your identity in Christ like was there um, were there moments like that or was it just kind of overall like
1: no there was there was a moment so so just as i was describing and really looking and 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 meditating on Galatians 2.20, then there came a day when I'm going, okay, God, I hear what you're saying, but how does this work? Mm -hmm. And then the thought came to mind, just as you've received Christ Jesus, walk in him, which Mm -hmm. is by faith. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, God, I claim my death that it be not I but Christ, that it is Christ living his life out through me today, and by faith, I give you permission in my life, I claim my death that it, that it is you. Mm-hmm. And now, I'm, I'm going to trust that. Mm-hmm. And by the way, God, if you're not big enough to do that and to live your life out through me today, we're in trouble. <laughs> because all the mustering up mm-hmm. and trying to be good, look good, walk good on my own, I know is just a sham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And doesn't really work and isn't authentic. Mm. And it's just a mask yeah. that you wear. So, God, if you don't literally do it, we're, it it's, we're done. I mean, so, but I trust that you are that big. You yeah. are that big of a God, and you are able to do, you know, above and beyond what we can even imagine. Yeah. So, as I would start my day and literally went through that exercise of claiming my death, then I just walked out the door and did life. You know, yeah. went to the grocery store, did, went to the drugstore. But in coming from that mindset, that's when the miracles began to happen. Mm. Where I would literally experience myself being loving in situations or gracious where I wouldn't have been before, wow. where I was critical or judgmental or wow. whatever. Or so someone would become across my path, and uh, and the Lord would you know give me a word for that person. Mm-hmm. And they'd ask a question or to be empathetic or whatever, but I would know that that was not me. So mm-hmm. as I began to look at people, I, I remember specifically walking down the street, um, at this planned community in, in Plano, Texas, and just being so filled with love for the people. Mm. Wow. It, it was just, it was, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, And then and just growing in that. I mean not that every day is that spectacular all the time, but but knowing that you know that you know that you know that it's really not you, Mm. it's Christ. So that when my old flesh, when my old good flesh that Deb wants to look good, walk good, talk good, starts to raise its head in pride or ego, it's much more easily recognized within myself than it was before.
0: Now how old were you when that when when you really made that kind of kind line, of, drew, drew that line in the sand and said...
1: Mid-50s. I mean, we're okay. we're talking, you know, eight years ago, 2011.
0: Okay, wow. 2010. You got it, you got it. Okay.
1: Yeah, this is not drive-by stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, for you with... And we're kind of skipping around, but, like, for you with parenting... Do you look back and say, "Oh, how I wish I would have had this revelation then," or can you, or do you see how it was all part of the process of God bringing you?
1: <clears throat> oh, there's always woulda, shoulda, right? Come, wish, I know. Only. I know. Um, at one level, of course, I wished I'd known this in my twenties, and and for the young girls that you and I are working with, I long for them to have this revelation. Yeah. But frankly, most people do not get to this point until they've been beat up a mm-hmm. lot through situations and circumstances. Yeah, because people are not willing to die. The <laughs> scripture that talks about "He who loses his life for My sake shall find it. it."
0: Yeah,
1: to lose your life isn't to go off and be a missionary in Africa. To lose your life is to be willing to say, "I accept that exchanged life of." I'm my life for Christ mm-hmm. and be willing to die to yourself that it's yeah. all of him and none of you, mm-hmm. just like what John the Baptist said, mm-hmm. you know, he must, he must increase. I must decrease. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was just, you know, it, it, it just took, took some time it to, and, and I it took some that, life. And I think that in all of us, it, that's, like I said, the schoolhouse of life.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: better late than never.
0: Absolutely. And do you, do you feel like your family has noticed a difference since you've walked more fully in this revelation?
1: Oh, I think so, absolutely. Um, and and while Richard has really been on the very your husband. same, my husband has yeah. been on the same journey, I think our family sees a huge difference in mm. us. Um,
0: do they ask you about it at all?
1: not too much Mm -hmm. not you know they're they're it's it's like a typical child even though they're adult children now they hide and watch Mm -hmm.
0: that is very real isn't it (laughs) Mm, it is
1: very real it is very real and yes I wish I wished I'd known a lot of things when my children were little that I know now but yeah you know God, God raised them. I've got great boys. and They are. And uh, and God, it, they've been grown up in spite of me.
0: I feel like that's the story of every parent.
1: <laughs>
0: it is. <laughs> I'm like, God, you have to raise these children. I don't know what I'm doing. I really don't. We
1: don't know what we don't know. Yes, have,
0: right? I don't know. How'd, yeah. Okay, well, you... Um, I think this is connected, but one thing I've really appreciated about you is that when I've talked to you about the area of sex, you've actually been willing to talk about it. (laughs) And I certainly wouldn't want you to talk about anything that you would feel embarrassed talking about. So please don't do that. But I'm wondering if you have any insight about the connection between this revelation of identity in Christ and sex for any woman who's married or getting married, you know, that's listening. I think it's a big connection, personally, and so I'm wanting to know your thoughts on that. <laughs> You're smiling at me.
1: <laughs> oh yes, well, you and I have been joking about. It. I really don't want to be a doctor Ruth, you know. <laughs> um, but I think that I think there's so much that goes into that area of life, mm-hmm. and and in a marriage, you know, I'm I hope that when, who, when you got married, I know it was true for me, but I mean, the chemistry was really there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, to this day, it's, it's really there. And
0: tell us what you're doing. and,
1: and, (laughs) and, And frankly, it's stronger than ever. I mean, Richard and I joke, you know, he'll come home and it'll be after dinner. And, and we, if we get within about, even today, guys, we've been married 37 years if we get within about ten feet of each other, it's like a magnet pull.
0: Wow! I mean, <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: that sounds like a movie. <laughs> it is.
1: It's just. It is the. It is. It is the romance novel come to life. Mm. Um,
0: it's.
1: It's really. It's really. A, wow. a, a blessing. I'm. I'm blushing. <laughs>
0: yeah, but truly, I mean, that is. I don't even know that any women would have that to aspire to. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. That's just even you saying that alone is like, okay, what you know? I mean that it it can be ever growing.
1: Oh, our 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 intimacy life is better today than ever. Yeah, ever ever ever.
0: And would you attribute some of that to this revelation of Uh,
1: yes? Okay, so talk to us
0: about the connection.
1: Well, the connection is is that. In true intimacy, and particularly, I think, for a woman, because it is more about the emotion than just the physical. Sure. You know, where for a man, it's, you know, it's physical. more physical. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> eyesight. There she is. I'm going for it, you know. Um, But, but because R- Richard has grown and is on the same path of what does it mean that Christ is my life and living out of that identity. And he has turned, again, because of revelation. I mean, God had to hit Richard upside of the head just <laughs> like he did me to turn from leaning on what the world says or as a professional or his identity as a financial planner or whatever, but because we're both looking at Christ as our identity and who we are in that exchange life. So as we're focusing on Christ, we're really focusing then on, on each other. Mm-hmm. And that love and that appreciation for each other, the trust. In it's each other, other focused. It it is, and yet mm-hmm. at the same time, because I'm getting my identity out of Christ, I mean, I I feel really comfortable in my own skin, mm-hmm. and and so I'm not, you know, hey, I I don't look as good naked as I used to. Okay, <laughs> I mean, at this age but but I feel comfortable with that and I feel embraced by Richard and mm-hmm. I am enough for Richard. Wow. You know, that's a, a statement of, right there. A lot of women do not feel like they are enough.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And and again, that's a that's a between you and God issue that God wants to heal. Mm-hmm. And you know that old saying of God don't make no junk. Right. Um that you are beautiful and wonderful and and there you know, this man does want you and desire you and longs to, to be with you. Um, that means you are beautiful. Yeah. No matter, you know,
0: what what your wrinkles you have, what your issue is. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, that's, that's an interesting thing that you bring up because, um, this is a side note, but I started to realize that I had to, because of my identity in Christ, I had to embrace my own beauty by faith. I didn't know that. Like, that would have been helpful, you know, because I thought, oh, you know, once I have a man telling me that I'm beautiful, then I'll just be great. But it's still you knowing who you are in Christ by faith that you can be enough.
1: From my experience, I didn't, you know, back when I was dating before Richard and I were married, even richard himself okay or once now that now that i'm married telling me i'm beautiful i'm desirable in reality wasn't enough yeah it had to come from a deeper source of that which was christ telling me i'm enough yeah then then i became secure i know isn't that wild so you know when the when women or men too or you know chasing you know looking for love in all the wrong places, (laughs) you know, it's never enough because that's not our deepest need.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you guys are more hot to trot than ever before. (laughs) And I'm sure everybody wants to know. I want to know. I haven't really, I mean, I've talked to you some about this, but like what makes for such a successful, like, 60s sex. I mean, you know know what? I mean, you said it yourself. You said Mm -hmm. that there's a emotional intimacy, but also that, you know, you're more secure in who you are. You're able to just be secure in your own skin. There's a selflessness. So I'm getting little, you know, snippets here and there from what you're saying. But do you have anything more to say about that? Because I sure would like that when I am 60.
1: <laughs> Two people are r- wanting to know. Inquiring <laughs> yeah. minds, Inquiring minds oh, want to know. To
0: I, want know. To I mean, seriously, it's know. kind of an anomaly in our culture well, right
1: now. You know, it, it's it's sad. Um, for us, it's because Richard's willing to take the time. He's mm-hmm. always been very much a giver mm-hmm. in, in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So he's always, always, always always cared about my fulfillment my needs what I like what I don't like you know what Mm -hmm. works what doesn't work Mm -hmm. so he's been a learner in Mm -hmm. in the in the bedroom rather than a dictator in the bedroom
0: Um, there's a big difference there (laughs) there is a
1: huge difference and I and I have heard from different girlfriends you know Nobody knows what goes on behind closed yeah. doors. So all I can say is what has worked for, for you. us, yeah, and and for me. Um, the other the other thing that's made that that part of our life well is that we're healthy. I mean, we eat well. Mm-hmm. Richard's not on medication mm-hmm. that can disrupt any of that pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, because it it I mean, it's amazing. Even antihistamines can. Mm-hmm cause problems in that area for a man. Well, and for a woman too, actually, mm. it mm. can sort of, because it numbs everything. Wow. Um, so you, you've, you've got to look at the whole picture of what's, mm-hmm. of what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. So this is off script, but um, with, um, with you guys, being more hot to try. I just like saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you find that um, since you've had kids out of the house and you've kind of um, been in a season where it's just you two at home, have you found that you have like a a co-laboring in terms of ministry and giving of yourselves in a I mean, you're more hot to trot than ever than ever before. So, like, it does that overflow? I guess is what I'm asking. Does that overflow into your lives in a way that is um, that you kind of see naturally? Does that make well, sense?
1: Well, if, if you look at, at hot to trot, is just one aspect of it, <laughs> as one aspect of intimacy. Yes. Um, you know, absolutely it it all it all works together. Um, I feel, I feel very much that Richard and I are a team, Mm -hmm. both in our personal lives as we minister to others, as we're with our families, but also, um, in business. While I've been a stay at home wife and mom all these years, I've been very included, um, in our, in our business. And it kind of is a consultant, if you will. Wow. And so I feel like I make a great contribution that way. I've always felt, I mean Richard's the head of our home. We mm-hmm. have a you know in that model. Mm-hmm. But I've never felt inferior or you know uh, we're really equals. He just he kind of has his area of what he's in charge of and I have my area. Mm-hmm. And yet they dovetail and, and we work together mm. really well. So it it is it's 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 all connected. It's all part of the same pie. Yeah. I know intimacy has been easier for me when when Richard hasn't been quite the workaholic. I mean back in the days of building a business, he's out here in the world, he's, you know, having the power lunches, whatever where I don't feel quite as connected. Um I would say the intimacy wasn't quite as connected. Mm-hmm. It was it was there but not as strong. Mm-hmm. And since since God has just gotten a deeper hold on his life and his focus is 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 changing that that has just fostered intimacy in a in a deeper way and that's that it does trickle over into um ministry and others and in our life.
0: Man. It's just so amazing like to see For me, being 40 years old, seeing, like, just the beauty of a marriage 37 years in, you know, getting more and more glorious, more and more rich, more and more blessed. Like, I just, it's really an amazing uh, witness, you know, to just, like, God's work inside of you as individuals and also just you as a couple.
1: To to address some of that, I... For as a woman, there were days when I thought he's off doing his own thing, you know, he's getting his strokes out in the world, and I'm sitting home longing for a husband that's gonna come home and, and focus more on me. Mm-hmm. You know, me, 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 <laughs> it's all about me. Um, and so that thought was, well, what have I got to do to make my life work? You know mm-hmm. what am I going to do? How am I going to go out and get my strokes or my ego pumped up and and all these things? And while that's tempting, and while I think that's what a lot of people do, particularly if they have workaholic husbands, um, I I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Instead, I I sat in my low green chair at the house. <laughs> and went I
0: like that image little green chair my little
1: green chair i have a green chair that i've spent many hours in and asked god many many oh, many wow. many questions oh it's my it's your spot with that's god. my spot yes um but that again that, that's another thing that drove me into knowing my identity was christ it mm-hmm. wasn't the artist or mm. the entrepreneur or i worked here or i volunteered there uh, it wow. really was just him. And so then the question I asked myself, is Jesus enough? You know, is Jesus plus nothing enough? Mm. And I determined at that point that I was going to sit in that low green chair. Because <laughs> if the answer to life and peace and the fruit of the Spirit couldn't be attained by a vegetable in a bed, I was missing it. And and so I knew that it wasn't out there. It wasn't anything about what I did or do or don't do. It's about who I am and who am I. And then I began to read and meditate and think about who does God say that I am. And that's when I began to, again, grow in that identity of Christ is in me to live his life through me. Christ is my life. Um, and is and that's, and I needed again, that, that struggle of here, my husband is out here getting all these accolades, being interviewed in the newspaper, you know, what have you. And I'm home eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. (laughs) You know, I, God knew that he needed to do that in my life to bring him to myself. But I had a choice. I could either go out and do what the world says is going to make you feel great or, just turned it across,
0: wow,
1: and I had to choose, and it was a deliberate choice.
0: Hmm. that's a lot of deep stuff to chew on because I think it speaks to just our nature to want to like evade you know kind of sl- like a little kid who's you know like you're wanting to have a real mm-hmm. conversation with them because this matters, mm-hmm. but they're like, oh no, I don't want to talk about right. that like right. I just want to do right. my thing over here over here. Yeah. And I mean, how many people just do that for their whole for their whole lives? Right. Right. They never get pinned down to deal with the real issue there.
1: Right. I mean, are we going to really press in and appreciate and understanding suffering? Because at one level, that's what all that was or felt like at the time was suffering. Are we going to press into that and go to Christ with that? Or are we just going to run like hell? Yeah, you know, and most people do that and turn to shopping, drugs, alcohol, party, you know, volunteer, school, whatever it is, but they they do everything to make themselves feel good, except die, (laughs) (laughs) and 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 he who loses his life shall find it. So in so in accepting that death of self of the old flesh. You find the pearl of great price and the treasure hidden in the mm. field, which is jesus
0: mm-hmm. mm. well, it's really amazing just just the work that God has done in your life is so is so evident and so beautiful and thank you for sharing thank you and um one final question um If you were sitting across from a woman in her 20s who was newly married and just had a baby, what would you want to say to her that would help her? What would you want to give to her?
1: Well, first in regards to being the newly wed, the married person, um, I went into it with the Cinderella complex oh, I've married my Prince Charming, now everything's going to be wonderful. <laughs> I was clueless as to what marriage is really intended for, which is to rub off all the sharp edges <laughs> and and to mold us again into, into who Christ wants us to be and who he wants to be through us. So um, I learned a lot of those lessons the hard way expecting richard to meet my need make me happy you know this this kind of thing so part of it is is to realize really what it is you've entered into you've entered into a contract with a person who's probably your opposite because opposites (laughs) attract Mm -hmm. and it is to purpose your growth Mm -hmm. as as a believer yes it's to have fun yes it's you know all this stuff but but it's to conform us into his image Mm -hmm. and to be transformed by the renewing of our mind as we go through this stuff and realize this doesn't work, that doesn't work, what's going to work? The other thing, though, on a practical standpoint, however you start with that guy is going to be how you end up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, cards on the table in a gracious, loving way, but frankly, most men are clueless. I mean, there is a reason Jesus hangs on the cross and says, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and time and time again, while we both are changing and conforming and you know, seeing how do we make this, how do we bring two lives together as one, oftentimes it really is the guy that that doesn't get too much because God has created us as women to be responders and men to be initiators so we are so quick to change and mold into who has adapt who got who our husbands wants us to be so that fine line between okay we've got to mold together but also maintaining your identity and who you are in Christ and your personality is really important um, and and that's that's something that comes with time with practice but as much of a conversation and as much as you can understand about that before you start setting up house, mm-hmm. I I think so, is a is a good thing. And then it's all the practical stuff you've gone to counseling about how we're going to do the checkbook and you know right. all the daily stuff. Yeah. But but it is that, and then also realizing that it's work and taking the time and to focus and to work and build on that intimacy mm-hmm. and to trust each other's heart that it is love and we're not out to get each other Mm -hmm. and when we bury a hatchet it stays buried Mm -hmm. and that uh the word divorce will never enter into this conversation Mm -hmm. so that we can have the security and the freedom to stand toe to toe on issues Mm -hmm. and work through things Mm -hmm. um and with being a young parent in that scenario um it all makes it harder because you're tired Mm-hmm. you know you're stressed you're tired not only physically but emotionally it takes a huge amount of emotional energy to be a parent of young children what well, yes. a parent period <laughs> anytime in life um but on that we can't parent alone we can't mm-hmm. really do life alone i mean back a little to backtrack to such, One of the reasons why our marriage grew and was was strong after six, seven years is because we had friends around us to support us, to talk things through. That would, you know, call us out on things if things were needed. We knew we couldn't be an isolated island, and neither could we parent alone. Mm-hmm. So we had people that came along and and were supportive that the kids could talk to be with talk you know when they mm-hmm. got so frustrated with us over something but as a mom with a young child again if this is just a real practical thing that that i wished i'd had we'd you know, my, my children are 36 and 34. Mm -hmm. If it were me today, I would take out my phone and every four to six months, I would do a video, a short video, do an up close of my child and talk about what it's like. What does it feel like? Something cute they've done. What have you? Because today I would give anything if I could go back and have one day Mm. with my sons at age three, Mm. because All these years later, that memory fuzzes. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to remember what was it really like. And I would love to be able to go back and embrace that and see that.
0: Mm. And it's so easy now to do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's It's not easy. Yeah. Those are good. Really good thoughts. Makes me just think like. You know, cherish the moment that you're in because, and everybody says that. Everybody says that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it enjoy by, it. Enjoy it. Goes, it goes by so quick. Yep. That so everybody says and that. And you're idea, like, right? <laughs> but I mean, and that's the tension, right? Because it's just so hard, but it's so amazing too. And that's the hard part. So, would you pray? for us would you be willing to do that I'd love to and whatever you want to do whatever God lays on your heart but yeah just thank you for sharing just what God's done in you and, and your wisdom
1: well thanks be to God for sure Yeah. well Father thank you for this time I pray that um, these words would bless that it would be all of you and none of myself that you would minister and speak and that you would give a revelation that Christ is their life and to the riches that they already have in you Mm -hmm. as a believer. Thank you for all that you're doing in each one of us, and we commit it to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks, Deb. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please check out our website at homeinspired.org for more resources. And if you wanna connect with me in person, email me at naomi at Thanks again.